What's going on gamers? Welcome back to The Graveyard. I'm The Graveyard Gamer and thank you for joining me for this Indie Corner review of Telltale's Batman Season 2, The Enemy Within. If you were listening to the show last week, I did do my Indie Corner review for Season 1 of Batman. I gave it an 8.5. I really did enjoy it. But a week later, how do I feel about Batman Season 2? I gotta tell you, I did start this game right out the gate. As soon as I finished Season 1, I started Season 2. And there's definitely some improvements, definitely some differences to talk about. And I can't wait to talk about all of that with you right here, right now. So gamers, let's jump in and let's talk about how I felt about Season 2. So gamers, let's start off with those graphics. And the graphics are actually the same as in the last game you have this. 3D type animated cell shaded type game that I gotta say man I've said it plenty of times I love the way cell shaded has really evolved since the early PS2 era but it looks really good here now the benefit to this game is I think it actually looks better than it did in season one and I think that's because when season one came out it was 2016 this game came out really in late 2017 I think it gave them an extra year so they really got to really work with the power of the PS4 and the Xbox one and I think it just shows here the lines and the definition are more done. The character models have a little bit more detail, and I think they really use that to their advantage because we see things in the way that they use the interpretation of characters, their art style. So we have what it is. We know that it's you know this self-shaded, living comic book, moving around type deal, but it's the way they implement those and how they design the characters that I think stand out so well. For example, the Riddler. I think the Riddler looked cool. I mean, he actually looks as dangerous as he is in this game you have harley quinn that you know what looks just like harley quinn from most of the different comic books most of the different interpretations of her but she has a different style that's slightly more dangerous but also fits in with the story they're telling you see bane in this game uh, i love his luchador mask i love the look of him especially when he starts using venom so all of this stuff works really well the only character model that i kind of was a little iffy on was John Doe. Which now, if you don't know who John Doe is, John Doe, he will become the Joker. And I'll talk a little bit more of that when it comes to story. But he really didn't scream out Joker to me. Yes, he's got the white face, he's got the green hair, but there was just something innocent about him that I never really felt like fit that character. Plus, later in the game when he becomes the Joker, uh, I don't know that I love that look that he presented. I, I thought it was just a little bit off kilter for joker but either way i definitely it just wasn't dangerous i think that's the best way to do it. there was never like this underlying danger about this character but nevertheless i thought everybody else looked really good here their interpretations really fit the story it fit the mythos of batman and ultimately i don't really have a lot to complain about graphics i thought they were well done i will also point out that i didn't really have any glitches with the graphics like in season one i had heads missing and i had a whole character not show up in this game when it comes to that the only thing that i think would even be considered somewhat graphics is at one point you're in a car bruce wayne john doe aka joker and harley quinn however when they get in you can't see out the windows and that might not seem like much but there are times that they're pointing things out you can hear things going on so you get an idea of what's happening but i just couldn't see out the windows to actually see it playing out and at first i didn't think i was supposed to until again they start pointing those things out, talking about things. So was it Game Breaker? No. Didn't really affect it in any way, shape, or form. In fact, it might have been the only glitch I experienced in the entire game. Never had an issue with the frame rate in this one. So overall, just comes to visuals and the way the game is running and the look, a lot better than the first season. 
Okay, gamers, let's talk about the gameplay and the story. Again, I'm combining it for this game because of the style of game it is, but let's talk about the strictly gameplay pieces first. Yes, this game still, when you go into combat, you will do quick time events. I feel like they're more finely tuned, and I'll also say that they're different colors at this point. Like, everything is more bolder on the screen when it happens. I think that works out really well, and I did enjoy that. I felt like you still get that nice window of space. If you mess up and hit circle instead of square, it doesn't mean you automatically lose it. You might have time to input that square. And I will say, I am thankful in this version, when you get to some of the major story arcs, are you going to help this person? Are you going to help that person? Are you going to go here or there? They actually do give you a second to breathe. There's not a timer counting on those. Again, those just those major moments. And that was nice because there was one point that I honestly sat there and said, I don't know what I want to do. And I needed time to think about it. So I thought that was nice. When it comes to the actual point and click and the detective work, so it's really cool. They still included what they did in the first game where you can line up different things, uh, interact with something, maybe just examine it, maybe push on it, maybe move the environment, I thought was really cool. And you will still connect different things to see if you can kind of piece together what happened in the order it happened. However, in this game, again, you do manipulate the environment at certain points. And I thought that was really cool. There's one where you're in a room and you have to figure out how to not make this trap go off. And you have a riddle. And I thought it was just really well done how once you kind of explore everything, you kind of realize, oh, I need to actually move this over here and this back here. I thought that was really well done. I thought it was really cool. I also had a good laugh because in that same spot, we'll just say this one thing comes up out of the floor and you have a chance to look at it and examine it. And I looked at it, examined it, and Bruce is like, oh, you know, this is a dangerous thing. And then I gave you the option to touch it. I touched it and I promptly died. I thought that was just, it just cracked me up. I didn't expect it, but it was really well done, really cool as you kind of experiment and figure out how to manipulate the environment to open up doors and do stuff. Again, it was just an extra added to it, a little fine finessing, if you will, and I enjoyed that. But again, the big thing with this, just like season one, is that dialogue tree and those options, and I loved it. You know, you'll get the four choices. One is always just to stay silent. The other three can be different ranges. And this game, you do spend a lot of time as Bruce Wayne, but what's really cool is you're undercover as Bruce Wayne, a good bit of it. So you're not really trying to pick the socialite Bruce Wayne. You're trying to go with the undercover style or the real Bruce Wayne or Batman again. And again, those are terms that I've labeled. They never say that in the game. It's just kind of how I feel if I was in that situation as that character, what would I would say. And those things can once again have some major, major consequences to the story depending on how you act. And the biggest way that unfolds, you have a major story going on that you're trying to deal with, dealing with different people. However, the biggest thing is your relationship with John Doe because he will become the Joker in this game. It's just a matter of what kind of Joker is he going to be. And I thought that was an extremely interesting way for Telltale to tell this story and to kind of approach the Batman mythos. You know, it's always been said without Batman, there would have been no Joker. Without a Joker, there's not going to be a Batman. So this was a really cool way to see how Bruce Wayne can directly inspire or corrupt joker depending on how he uses them now i will say that i did spend a good bit of the game kind of going man i kind of wish joker was our normal joker that we see that bold that strong opinionated he's going to do what he wants to do and maybe harley quinn was the one bouncing back and forth because in this game joker or john doe as he's called for most of it is actually kind of between bruce wayne and harley quinn in which one he's going to be kind of vying for their appreciation and their attention and whatnot and 
I don't know how I felt about Joker being portrayed as that. Like, I've always liked the Joker just being like, hey, I do what I want to. And there were flashes that I thought meant Joker was just stringing Bruce along. But ultimately, it really does come down to your choices. However, by the end of the game, when it was all said and done, I sat there and going, you know what? While it could have been cool to see it this way with Harley Quinn, it was really interesting to see the Joker in that light and to see what I've done. And to be honest with you, it's enough to make you go, man, I kind of wouldn't mind replaying it just to choose the drastically different versions of interacting with Joker and just see where the game ended up taking him. But it's not just about Joker. What about some of these other characters? Because the one thing is, while this game doesn't have as many shock factors to where it's like, oh my goodness, that just happened. Yes, there is a major death in the beginning of this game. I will tell you that. But there's not as much shock and awe as opposed to such amazing character development that I absolutely love. I mean, you got Mr. Freeze in this game. His story is really well done, really cool. You've got Bane that at first I was like, I don't know, man. Now, don't get me wrong. I feel like Batman Arkham Origins is still the only source of media outside the comic books that have absolutely nailed Bane, right? Like, in this game, he's still just kind of the muscle. You know, he's not a moron, and he has, like, his code and and different things, but it's still not as intimidating. You have Harley Quinn, that she is a powerful woman in this game. Like, don't mess with Harley Quinn. You have Joker, and you have Alfred. All of these guys are going to be differently handled, and what you do with them. Catwoman comes back into the mix, and you can try to continue to explore that relationship at one point i thought i had done something to ruin it but with some correct follow-up choices you can actually keep things going with her alfred by far was one of the more kind of side stories in the game that i was extremely interested in with the fallout from season one and then just him dealing with being bruce wayne's former guardian and now kind of sidekick if you will i really enjoyed it great stuff at the very end of the game i was left with a choice And I got to say, it was really, really tough as well. It wasn't the one that I had to pause and really contemplate on, but it was definitely one. It was the final choice you make in the game. And I really was just like, man, I know the way he would go, but it sucks. So really cool stuff. Absolutely love the story. And again, it really was less about the shock, but more about those characters. And I thought it was all well done. And you know what? Truthfully, I would absolutely love to see a season three i know we're never going to see that now unfortunately with what's happened with telltale and different things but ultimately this was just such a great telling of that batman mythos from a new perspective that still felt true to not only the characters but that mythos in all so gamers let's talk about trophies and fun factor and i'm very proud to say that once again i achieved the platinum trophy in this game now again it's not a hard thing this is very much the definition of a platinum chase you will just like the first game you get a trophy for every chapter you complete you get a bigger trophy for every episode you complete and then when you're done with all five episodes you will unlock that platinum trophy so really the only way you won't get a platinum for this game or season one is actually just by not finishing the game so it's there it's easy But let's talk about that fun factor. And again, I really did have a lot of fun with this game. Like I said, I played it right after season one. The improvements were just in your face. It was just so much better, such a smoother experience. And honestly, there were other little things too. Like for example, in the first game, I noticed that some of the choices you would make, you would make those choices and you would see the fallout, but the dialogue was kind of very much a placeholder dialogue for the follow-up. For example, with dealing with one of the criminals, I had the choice of arrest him or brutalize him. I just arrested him. 
But in some of the later follow-up, now, granted, the gameplay and the story is showing that I didn't brutalize him, but some of the dialogue makes it think, like, you went a little too far. And I always kind of felt like that was at odds with it. In this game, I didn't notice any of that. Everything felt like, yes, it is flowing from one episode to the next. It made sense. And it just, again, is just that massive improvement over the performance of the first season. Well, gamers, let's talk about the final review and, like I just said in the fun factor, a big improvement over the first season. So with that being said, Indie Corner Reviews, I give them a scale of 1 to 10. And for me, this game is a solid 9.25. It is just a big improvement over the first game. The characters are so well done, and I think that's the thing that got me, is it is very story-heavy. And what they did is they focused more on the characters versus the overall shock and awe that they went with in the first game. And I think it just stuck with me. It resonated with me. And again, I'm sitting here contemplating going, man, should I have made that choice? Should I have done that? And I didn't really feel that when I walked away from season one. I liked the way I ended it. This one just leaves those question marks like, man, do I need to replay this? So I definitely think this is a buy. If you haven't picked up this season yet or the first season, I 100 recommend trying these games out. As always, gamers, I would love to know your thoughts. So reach out to me, thegraveyardgamer@gmail.com, thegraveyardgamer on Instagram, or thegraveyardg on Twitter. Till next time, I'll be creeping around the graveyard. Yeah.